This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site this program to those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both located in Hope, Arkansas. I am David Henderson. And I am David Henderson. No. <laughs> We're both David Henderson. I'm David Henderson. He's David Henderson. We're all David Henderson. Hey, welcome to the show today. You're listening to radio.edutechguys.com. Check us out live right now. Uh, you can also go to www.edutechguys.com and hit the website. There's also a player on that website. Excuse me, that was my watch clicking on the table. Um, also, we're on Periscope right now, so hello, Hola. Periscope. Welcome. How's it going? Uh, if you want to check out the tweets, go to at edutechguys. You'll see a link there to our Twitter feed and our Periscope feed. So, uh, yeah, welcome, and uh, this is episode 13. Dun, so, uh, dun, dun. Yeah, episode 13. Uh, um, but today on the show, we got a lot of great stuff happening. Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout-out. I don't know if Greg's listening or not. Greg might be listening. Greg is uh, under the weather today, so he is at home, snug in his bear cave, uh, recuperating. Yeah. So he will be off the show today, and... Um, I thought about bringing him in on a Skype or something, but it was just a lot of coughing and hacking and wheezing. Yes. We don't we don't need and, that. And that's we, normal. Uh, you're right. I was just gonna say. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah. On the show today, I'll drop it to David. He'll tell you. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, different aspects of education technology, of course. Uh, I'm also going to uh, talk about uh, give an update on the state of the Arkansas bandwidth initiative. Uh, I actually uh, had a phone call with. Um, a member of FCC. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say her name or not, but anyway, uh, I talked with a person with FCC uh, r- regarding that, so we'll talk about that. Um, Windows XP still alive and kicking, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, we're also going to talk about, the, the, I think the, the crux probably of the conversation is going to center around how we can use technology to differentiate student learning. 
Uh, we'll also have music from the featured artist of the week, and that is Mr. Nick Flora. Yeah, he's a returning artist, but uh, he's going to be uh, performing in uh, Dallas this weekend. We'll talk about it some more when we get to the featured artist, and uh, that'll be a fun one. Yeah. And d- differentiating uh, tech, uh, education in technology, technology and education. That's going to be an interesting topic we'll jump into in just a second. Yeah. I uh, want to throw out some other stuff. I know you're all going out there and traveling to football games because it's that time of season if you're listening and you're in a public school setting. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the sound effects. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you're out and about doing that. So, hey, you know what? Go to radio.edutechguys.com. Click on the show reel. And take a listen to some of our past shows. If you're looking to pass some time while you're driving, maybe that 30 to 45 minutes to an hour to that next game. Um, it's also the weekend. So before your favorite college team starts playing after lunch or in that time on Saturdays, give a listen to us there. Yeah. Um, also, if you wouldn't mind, drop by www.edutechguys.com. Take a look at the bottom of the page. Uh, there is a comment section there. Leave us a comment. Tell me what you think about us doing a live lunch show a couple times a week for 30 minutes and discussing hot topics that are happening in tech and in ed tech specifically. So, uh, yeah, we're trying to get more stuff out there to you. Also, look for in the future special projects on the website. Uh, David and I and Greg are looking at hitting the road, maybe coming to your school, maybe doing some really cool stuff along the lines of doing a production uh, like this in your classroom, in your school. Um, bringing some really neat stuff with Google Apps, with one-to-one, with pretty much anything you'd ever want to know about ed tech in the classroom. Yeah, and um, speaking uh, along those lines of bringing it out to your school, um, we're actually putting together uh, what's going to be what we think is going to be a pretty fun, inter- very interactive program. Uh, we'll have more information about that as we uh, develop it and as once we uh, kind of get things rolling. Um, but uh, we'll do a live show from your school and uh, we get all you know not all we'll we'll get some of your folks uh, involved get them live on the air show you how easy it is to get this up and going uh, and and using stuff that you probably already have in your school so at at the same time showing you how to uh, put in your lessons that you're already doing maybe into this system and uh, you know even if you don't want to go live on the air using the actual concept in class to get your kids up and active and uh, and being a part of the class. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very cool. So you can you can do that. You can reach out to us um, by, uh, as Jeff said, uh, running out to the running. Yeah, run out to the website. Would you run out to the website? Uh, edutechguys.com. Scroll to the bottom there and fill out that form. Uh, you can also reach us. I am David at edutechguys.com, and he is Jeff at edutechguys.com. Uh, you can reach us that way or directly through Twitter. I am at David Inark, and he is at Jay Madlock. Or reach us both at Edutech Guys. Lots of ways. Lots of ways. So <laughs> let's hit it. Let's jump into some topics here. David had a really interesting phone call with uh, a member of the FCC, which we will, we will not name because we don't have that person's permission to, you know, probably say it on the air. But we can definitely huh. let David discuss about some of the things that he was talking about with the FCC. And what's happening with the broadband rollout here in the state of Arkansas? Right. So let's start. Let's start with that aspect of it first. What's happening with the broadband rollout? Um, uh, if you tuned in last week or you listened to last week's show, uh, you may remember um, that there was a, a meeting earlier, and we met with um, uh, FCC and DIS, and, and a lot of a lot of acronyms, uh, as we had mentioned. Actually, that may have been two weeks ago. Now that I'm. I don't know. I don't know. It's all a blur. Uh, but anyway, there was a big meeting with a lot of the heads uh, of uh, 
this aspect of, of what goes on in the state, Department of Education, Department of Information Services, the FCC, uh, the E-rate folks known as USAC. Um, and part of the discussion in that meeting uh, was the development and release of a spreadsheet that has a timetable in it. And sure enough, by the end of the week, um, the uh, uh, DIS, uh, Department of Information Services, um, they released this spreadsheet. And in the spreadsheet, it uh, lists out which districts will be converted uh, either late this year, i.e. December, or very early next year, that is January. So we're talking 2015, 2016. Um, and it also had in there which districts would be pushed out to uh, next year's E-rate program, which begins July 1. And so they would be rolled out that next year. And then there's, there's some outliers uh, that may actually not get rolled out till uh, a little further down the road. Um, so with that released, uh, that's one of those things where um, it gives you some information, a little bit of background as to, okay, so now we see sort of a plan. What does this mean in the, in the scope of things? You know, so, um, of course, the number one question on schools' minds is, when are we getting our E-rate funding? Yeah, that's a big one for us. When are we going to get the E-rate funding? And I don't think they realize, you know, you're talking about 15 co-ops in hundreds of school districts right. in the state of Arkansas that this is affecting. And, and I think the FCC realizes that now. And, uh, you know, it's like anything this large, there are going to be some breakdowns in communication. And you're not going to know those until you get into it. So, right. you know, in DIS and Abskin, you know, they've, they've hit a monumental task here. So taking up for them, you know, being that 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 side of the of the, the fight, this is a big communication. You know, hundreds of vendors, right? Know, well, lots of vendors, lots of vendors. <laughs> Not hundreds. Well, but. I, my, my guess is that at the initial release of the RFP, there were probably. I mean, I have no idea how many telco vendors there are in the state of Arkansas, but it's probably anywhere somewhere between fifty and a hundred overall. When every when all the dust settled, there were seventeen who were able to meet the RFP or who were awarded uh, contracts, uh, agreements, whatever, through the RFP. So whittled down to 17. Um, so, yeah, you have, you know, you've got those 17 entities. You've got 300-plus districts in the state. You've got 15 co-ops in the state. You have FCC, and you've got all the other, you know, organizations that are involved. Yeah, communication, as it turns out, especially communication uh, there, there are some hiccups, that uh, some bumps that definitely have to be smoothed out. So when you were on the phone with her, there's yeah. some ideas thrown out? That yes. Uh, well, one of the things that I had uh, asked her about was uh, specifically what, if the uh, spreadsheet uh, um, sufficed to get money flowing. Um, the short answer is no. Um, there's still, there are still some things up in the air uh, that need to be worked out. Um, but by the same token, uh, it has come a long way into figuring out um, who could possibly get their uh, Category 1 money uh, released. That is, those folks that we know are not going to be rolled in to the new state network until next program year, and we know that for a fact, well then, okay, then we can make a list of those folks and then – go ahead and, and release their funding right. because 
if you are in that category, if a district is in that category, then it, basically they're filing the same way they always have, and they're going to still use the same vendor. It's still going to be the same agreement that they already had, so nothing changes for this. It's the folks that are converting this year uh, where the, that's kind of the hang-up. And the hang-up really is just when is that rollover point? You know, if it's going to be December, then, okay, the district is going to get reimbursed for up to December retroactive to July 1. And then after that, the state cuts over. The big issue, of course, is, okay, well, there's got to be some contingency in there. What if it turns out you were slated for December, but it really didn't happen till February? So who covers that? Or are they going to allocate that just in case, that type of thing? So that's, that's where that spreadsheet comes in. And then part of that ties back to the whole communication, and that is where um, an idea was thrown around where we get – um, and, and I say we, it's not really we, it's, it's FCC and DIS need to come together um, and hold regional meetings uh, at various education service centers around the state. And we basically just call in a group of, of districts, you know, and we say, okay, if you're in this region, that covers these, say, these four uh, education service agency areas, everybody bring your stuff, come up here, and basically we sit in the room and, and powwow and, and DIS says, you know, school district A, this is exactly what this means for you. School district B, this is exactly what this means for you. And so on until everybody leaves the room uh, informed. I won't say happy, but I'll say informed. Yeah. We know that's, I think that would fix a lot of the problems. It's just, I do too. Even if it wasn't fixed if it was just informed one-to-one and we right. had to ask the question. The separate districts were able to ask the questions. The superintendents were able to ask the questions, and, and everybody was happy, you know? Right. I think that would be uh, that would be interesting to see work out. Another interesting thing, going back to the uh, spreadsheet. Sure. Is a lot of schools um, are now pushed all the way back into the next funding year. Yes. So I wonder how they're going to handle – of the bid process that's going to have to happen for E-rate because E-rate's not going to even, well, the state of Arkansas does not sign a multi-year contract. So unless the state talks the FCC into making a specific rule for Arkansas, including E-rate for broadband that states Arkansas can only, Arkansas schools can only buy their broadband from DIS. Well, all right, so two, two things. This is, uh, <laughs> this is very off the cuff. This is not official. This is my thinking on this, okay? Um, first of all, in terms of multi-year contracts with a, a state ent entities, uh, my guess is that, um, as, as we are aware, this – well, I, I'm not exactly sure. So let me back up just a second. Let me gather my thoughts a moment. Um, here's the thing. Let me put it this way. If this is something that the governor wants – um, things can happen such that that's taken care of, oh. right? These things will be taken care of. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, you know. I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> you know. I feel like I'm watching this show on AMC at this point. <laughs> you know what things I'm are supposed to happen. Yeah, you know, it's going to do what we need to do, take care of business over here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, I mean, really, that's what it amounts to. If, <laughs> if the powers that be – uh, who control that type of, uh, you know, those types of agreements, if this is what they want, 
and it's also ultimately able to come to pass. You know, it frankly, it's the stroke of a pen, and poof, there it is. Uh, you know, you know, part of the reason why, and this now, this is what we were told many years ago. You know, part of the reason why DIS has been so slow to upgrade the network is because they've been under multi-year agreements with telcos. So obviously, it it already existed or exists in some form or fashion. So it's out there. There is precedent. So, uh, you know, that side of it, I could see where that's not necessarily going to be an issue. Although, by the same token, you know, I, I suppose it could be pressed. That goes into the FCC is not going to come down and say districts can only use DIS because that's actually not what FCC wants. What FCC wants. FCC gets. <laughs> no, that's Leo. That Leo. What Leo wants, Leo gets. <laughs> that's coming full circle. Anyway, um, and so, uh, but what the FCC is after is the most cost-effective solution. So, if a district could show that their service provider that they are that they would like to go with is more cost-effective than using the statewide rollout of, of, of a network, um, if they can show that it's more cost-effective, then the FCC is all for it. Um, we actually talked about that uh, today during the conversation, and I, I thought she made a very good point in that she said, if a district can show that their one-off solution is more cost-effective than a statewide solution, she would love to see it. Hmm. You know, I, I, well, it is challenge, but by the same token, you know, you also have to think, you know, <laughs> and I'm going to use her example because I thought it was brilliant. If you have districts and they're all buying toilet paper, right, and each district is buying their own toilet paper, well, what if the co-ops got together and they all bulk purchase toilet paper? What's the price of toilet paper going to do? It's going to go down. We're buying way more that we're, than we can share among the districts involved. Sure. Now, she used toilet paper. I like that example. We actually have a real-world example in paper purchasing. Right now, one of the co-ops serves as a bulk paper purchaser for schools and education service centers in the state. You put in the amount of paper that you want. That all goes part of the bid. There you go. You know, and, and so the price of paper comes down because of how many people are involved. Same thing with bandwidth. You know, we can get how many folks involved with purchasing, bulk purchasing bandwidth, the price has got to come down. Right. I agree 110%. I turned my mic up a little bit. That what? Little bit what? what did you is. say there, Junior? <laughs> so I had a great, a great uh, mention on chat right here. It says... Um, I'm under the impression that they wish for this to be a reality TV show where they put everyone in a giant house and the last person left receives his funding in back. I'm thinking a good doc out there for that one because that's hilarious. That's, that's awesome. And and um, I, I believe if we were to pitch that, that actually might not uh, be it so – it might not be so far-fetched. Hey, we like that idea. That's a great idea. That's right, I think. Yeah, listen, we're going to make money off of it. At the I, same I think we can word that in such a way that – that people didn't realize that's what this was going to be. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they all find themselves in a house. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so um, I guess we can get off the SEC now and uh, off E-rate because it's, oh. it's actually moving much quicker because a lot of it schools is, have gotten a lot of funding. In fact, the school district I work for got 
a major chunk of priority two funding. Right, and that was that was the other, one of the other things that did, did come up was that um, category two funding is starting to roll out, and the FCC is actually meeting with DIS on Friday, if my understanding is, is if my memory serves. So we may know more very quickly about the possibility of these regional meetings. So that's cool. Hey, tell you what, you're listening to radio.edutechguys.com. We're coming to you live from the Southwest Arkansas Dot Educational com. Cooperative in Hope, Arkansas. I'm Jeff Madlock, and I'm here with the ever so lovely David Henderson. Lovely. And uh, we're going to take a quick, uh, can I think, a quick break here and play a little promo for our coming up AESA conference that the Tech Guys will be at live broadcasting. Yes. If you want to come down in New Orleans, it is the first week of New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans. It's the first week of December <laughs> in New Orleans. Sorry, David was mouthing something mean to me. He was like, I know I was. The people in Periscope can see that was not true. true. So, uh, hey, we're going to take a quick break, listen right. to a quick announcement, and we'll be right back with edutechguys.com. Join EduTech Guys Live from the 30th Annual AESA Conference in New Orleans, December 2nd through the 5th. We'll be providing day-by-day coverage as we talk with presenters, attendees, and members of education service agencies from around the nation. Get rid of the noise and listen to the music with EduTech Guys Live, December 2nd through the 5th. Brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative, Hope Public Schools, and the Association of Education Service Agencies. I don't. I wish I knew some Cajun because that's what I would use right there. Those obsessive bons, I don't know any Cajun. So <laughs> we apologize if it turned out to be any kind of. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what I said in French. <coughs> so listen, uh, yeah, if you want to come see us in New Orleans in the first of December, we'll be in New Orleans, uh, Cafe Beignet or Dumont. That's Dumont. That's it. At the beignet. Boy, I'm one of those days. Cafe Beignet, where we have Dumont. During the first week of New Orleans. It's, it's the first week of New Orleans. Hey, listen, uh, great stuff out there on the oh. web, and uh, we're trying to always bring you some good stuff. It's the first of school. Most schools have started and are or are starting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, a really great uh, link out today coming from Edutopia, which if you don't follow edutopia.org, you should. That's a really great website. And um, it's, they, they're discussing some really great apps on there. Um, they have a blog uh, post today, 11 apps for starting and staying organized um, for teachers. 11 of the best back-to-school apps for the teachers. The best back-to-school apps for teachers. And I have to say, they're, they're pretty good. The first one being uh, the core app of the state standards. Yeah. And uh, that, that's a really good one. If You know, you need to keep up with those things at, at the flick of a wrist, uh, at, the, at your fingertips. That's a good one to have. Uh, 3030, I have to go ahead and say, I know about this one back when it came out. And uh, 3030 is a timer. It's pretty much a project timer. You set your projects and how long you have to work on them. And um, the graphical interface is gorgeous. And um, you can set it as long or as short as you want. So if you're teaching and you like to keep yourself moving and you run a timer anyway, this one could run on your uh, iOS device and you know, be right there handy. Cool. Um, yeah, I highly recommend That's that cool. one. Or if you're looking to, you know, if you go home in the evening and, you know, you got to make dinner, you got to get the kids doing homework, you got to mow the yard, you know, no telling what's going on. But then you get that downtime and you need to write a blog and do some other work. This might be the perfect excuse to download this app. Uh, the entry version is free. I think the whole thing's free. And, cool. uh, you know, start timing yourself. So uh, also on that list is Google Docs, which... Hello. We don't have to go into that one. Uh, yeah, Everybody you know. knows Google Docs. <laughs> and then my, one of my favorites is uh, Pocket. So if you don't know how Pocket, that's for – it's a, it's, it's a feed reader. It's just to get all your reads together. Um, it's kind of like uh, 
add the 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 book list thing on Apple. You know, we can add to the reading list. Okay, cool. So it's a separate one that, that syncs between a pocket app if you run it on a machine or a pocket app on a mobile device. Very cool. So if it's very popular, <laughs> you might even say it's the hot pocket. It's the <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's gonna be one of those days. Uh, what well, we just lost all of our listeners. Okay. Hey, so uh, also on the list is Twitter lists, which I don't use Twitter lists. It looks like it's an app, and I'm sure it just follows lists. Yeah, that's a big thing on Twitter now uh, is lists. Anyone can create a list, and you can add anyone to lists. So um, if you follow a lot of great you know, sports people, then you can create a list called My Favorite Sports Stars. Yeah, and well, and that's what I, and I think, you know, especially um, in education circles, you could use Twitter lists uh, as a way to group uh, either all you know everyone that you want to follow in education, or if if you notice that um, a lot of the, uh, you know education is so broad, there are different aspects of education. So you might even want to you know if you've got certain math folks that you follow, put them in a list, and you've got certain ed tech folks that you follow, put them in a list. And yes, of course, you know some of that may cross over, and you put them in both lists. But I think that'd be a, a cool way to keep things organized yeah. and and be able to follow just those particular topics that that you're interested in at a given time. Yeah, that's. I wonder if, though, you know, the thing that happens with me is I get too many lists then. Yes. Then it's like, well, I've got 75 lists. Well, heck, I should have just left them on the feed. Right, yes, exactly. I'm, only, I'm now not following one person right. so at that point. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, I don't know Sunrise. Uh, this one says it's a calendar app that connects with all your favorite apps to make sure you're always up to date with all the events happening in your life. That's a neat one, Sunrise. I okay. Know that one. Uh, Pinterest. 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 Really? You know what? I don't – I'm not a – a pinner. I'm. I. Um, I'm. Is that pinters? what they're called? I don't know. I have no idea. It makes sense. There's the tweeters and pinters. Pin, pinters. A pinter? Uh, is it a pinter or a pinner? I don't know. Isn't that the guy that kicks the ball in that rugby type football? The pinter. The pinter. Anyway. The pinter. He's the guy who drinks it all. Uh, in all seriousness, um, I do know that a large group of uh, teachers use Pinterest. Oh yeah, absolutely. And there are absolutely. tons and tons of ideas on Pinterest. Yeah, uh, and and I, is it? It's mostly free, isn't it? It's just links, isn't it? I mean, like you could link a teacher teacher pays teacher link on Pinterest, and people could then see it on Pinterest. Yeah, my my understanding is that you're it's mostly you're you're linking the images though, not necessarily the web pages. You're you're linking whatever this particular, and I guess images is wrong necessarily, but this particular product or this one particular thing at a time. But then you create these boards and you put all the images on the boards this is two guys talking about pinterest that have no, yeah, idea no idea what, what we're talking about so that's terrible we call ourselves yeah. <laughs> the nerve of us nerve uh the next one it says any dot do do you know that one any do i do not know although that it do. says uh this app helps you achieve anything by syncing your personal tasks your work projects and shared lists so you have a clear path moving forward the teacher review says this is a wonderful task manager that helps busy teachers keep up with their to-do list. That's interesting. Okay. I'll have to look at that one. Yeah, we'll check that out. I always use a – I heavily, heavily use to-do lists for about 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then I immediately lose interest, and I go back to post-it notes I've shoved in my pocket. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. So there are people who will never listen to the tech guys again because yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. Dropbox, uh, Dropbox is always there. You know, I think one of the coolest features of Dropbox that a lot of people like is um, it is cloud-based, and you can instantly make a downloadable link. 
you know, from Dropbox. Right. And that's why I think people like it the most. And, and it is good for that. I mean, yeah, it, yeah it's, it's definitely an easy way to share files that files, you have. Right. You now, know. you can do the same thing in Google, but, but it's a little more, you know, this one is literally a right click or, you know, a, and boom, there it is. Right. And there's one that kind of shocks me, Voxer. And I've heard about a lot of teachers using Voxer to chat between other teachers. Hmm. And okay. I, I don't know why. As like okay, but I mean you know that's Voxer allows you to chat and I think you can text and send photos. So it's chat, which is another app. But I, I don't, yeah. maybe people don't have chat. <laughs> then the good old Evernote, which I actually use Evernote. I like its web clipper. Yeah. Um, I like the ability to send stuff to Evernote and take pictures and get my text off of it. Be able to search it even if it's a picture for text. Sure, sure. Which is a really cool piece. So yeah, there you have it. We're uh, talking about 11 of the best back-to-school apps for teachers. Those are some dis- there's some time savers, starting and staying organized with uh, those 11 apps. You like that voice? I do. I've been that working on good. that one in the mirror. Thing. He's working on his radio voice. <laughs> radio. It's, oh, radio voice. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, is that what that is? <laughs> hey, keeping along that same line, um, David and I were looking at an article uh, while preparing for the show. Um, uh, the one using technology to differentiate instruction. Now it's really interesting because we can get into that one pretty heavily. And and one of the big projects that Edutech Guys is working on actually has to do with differentiating instruction and using technology to do it. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly where we're you know jumping to, and I think that's I, I mean I, that's going to be a big topic for us. This the scary part about it is breaking it down. Because I didn't realize there were so many learning styles in the classroom. Yes. Well, you know, well, I mean, you've got the band director background. So, you know, you came in from education and, and into uh, technology. Right. Uh, I came completely from the tech side and, and have learned bits and pieces of, of education as I've come along. Um, but that's that this is one of the things that just really I mean, it just i mean it really does i'm just like holy cow you know i i guess the first thing that I, the, the first kind of terms in terms of uh, the way people learn you know uh, there was what like kinesthetic and they might be auditory they might be visual and so that's you know they either touch things look at things or hear things right, right. that's pretty much that's <laughs> what okay well I, it's way way more oh. than that holy cow i didn't when i started reading the list i was like holy smokes yes <laughs> that's a lot of stuff yeah yeah, uh, so just to run through the list, and I'm just going to read them you, off to you. You go ahead. There's, I don't want to explain them yet. I, I should start the 30-30. Yeah. <laughs> start, <laughs> it's going to take me 20 minutes to read the list off here. But, you know, there are a ton of learning styles. So these are the different learning styles that you're going to find in your classroom. Um, verbal, linguistic, uh, logical, mathematical, uh, virtual, spatial. Visual. Oh, sorry. Is that visual? Visual special. You know my eyes are terrible. <laughs> Speaking Excuse of visual, me. virtual, spatial. visual spatial, <laughs> uh, bodily, kinetic, kinesthetic. Thank you. What is? Hey, I, I know it's I big words. See. I should have let David read this. <laughs> Here's a good one. I can say this one: musicale, rhythmically. <laughs> <laughs> it's music, musical rhythmic is what it is. All right. Um, a lot of those out there. A lot of those. Yeah. Interpersonal, which everybody knows. Intrapersonal which happens just inside my nose. Um, naturalist, 
I'm making fun of the different types of learning. I'm not making fun of the different types of learning. He's not. We know, there's a good one, though. Interpersonal. These learners enjoy interacting with other students. Yeah. Sure. we got a lot of kids that like to talk. Right. Yes. You know, and it's funny. That's why we have discussions and group discussions and you know, mm-hmm. group projects. And those always work out great. Uh, intrapersonal. These learners learn best through metacognitive practices. So yeah. they're the ones and that like to sit there and think about their stuff. Right, exactly. You know, and it's and it's you know what what we I, I don't even know if people still use the terms, but kind of what we used to refer to as sort of the extroverts, introverts. You know, I was much more of an intrapersonal learner, um, but by the same token, I, I think it's it's important to start off by saying that you know we went through this whole list, and these are you know kind of the key areas yeah, or key yeah, ways key that areas. people learn. Um, but I don't believe anybody's just one thing. You know, it's one of these things where um, you may have, you know, students, you may have one student who learns through uh, a couple of, of different um, d- different methods here or different ways, you know, that would be associated with them. And I think that students tend to also kind of float between some of these. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Some of, it just depends on you know, which one. You know they like and which one they feel like to that day mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting and so getting into how it works in technology it's really interesting bodily kinesthetic mm-hmm. you know that's kids that like to put hands on stuff sure know, putting things together yeah we're talking makerspace we're talking Legos, bots yeah, yeah exactly building robots right. the whole thing that's that's a big one yeah and yeah. you know it's interesting i don't think it's you could really find a usage in literature for that <laughs> you know <laughs> You know, when you think about well, science, yeah, mathematics, yeah, you know, that's not true. I shouldn't say that. I guess with the decreasing cost of 3D printing, you know, if you were doing the Globe Theater with Shakespeare, you could print out parts of the Globe Theater. That's and, true. You know, build your own Globe Theater right that's here true. in the classroom. That's true. And considering how cheap it is. And I just saw the other day they have a gummy, a 3D printer that prints gummy animals that you can actually eat. Saving my money. So, <laughs> <laughs> saving my money. You could, you could make a gummy globe theater. The gummy globe theater. That's actually disgusting. That is, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of gummy. That's a lot I of just gum. ate Macbeth. So, <laughs> Shakespeare, he's delicious. But, yeah, there's a lot of apps out there, and, and, and I think that it's not just apps, it's technology. People think, people think apps and they think, you know, this is an app. I have to have a specific app to do this. Right. No, I think I think that's the breakdown that we're trying to make you understand is when this project we're working on is that pick what you're going to do, pick what technology, broad technology, is going to work for you, and then we'll hone in on, oh, I need a six-foot deck on my mower. I don't need, you know, a push mower. Right. So right. it's one of those, you know, what's going to get me the best thing in the classroom? Is it going to be a push mower or is it going to be a zero turn with a six-foot deck? That's for all the guys out there. All the ladies going, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how, how, how you're going to get a mower into the classroom, but okay. I can get a mower in a classroom. <laughs> <laughs> if I got a moose in an elevator, I can get a mower in a classroom. <laughs> if you give a moose a cookie, no, mouse, mouse a cookie. If you give a moose a pancake, no, that's a pig. If you give a moose a muffin, that's it. <laughs> I knew it was one of those. Oh, did you see that train? It's completely off the rails. rails. (laughs) Did you see that? Greg, if you're listening, why did you do this to us? That's that's right. This is what happens when you're out sick. Um. (laughs) Hey, listen, you listen to radio.edutechguys.com. David and I are here at the co-op, 
and uh, it, the train has gone off the rails. No, not really. I think hey, we're just having fun. What the heck, you know? And we appreciate everybody that's out there listening uh, to us there on radio.edutechguys.com or uh, joining us on Periscope. Uh, we've got some folks that uh, uh, tune in to, to see the lunacy that takes place it here. It happens on this thing. Is yeah. it me? Is it getting hot in here? I don't know. It's it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this it's the 13th show it's it's unlucky this is what's happening you think this when you said that at the beginning david actually said at the beginning of the show hey it's the 13th show oh man this is not going to be good um at least i've not talked about any of my problems with my feet so let's uh hey we're going to jump into the artist of the week then we'll come back and discuss some other things real quick hey if you've listened to our intro uh that is actually taken from a piece by nick flora uh, Nick was one of our first uh, artists of the week way back yeah. when we started, like yeah. maybe first or second episode. Yeah. Some of his stuff. Uh, Nick is a artist out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, he's born, uh, I want to say Oklahoma, maybe Arkansas, but he he's from Arkansas. His family, his parents live in Arkansas, so cool. he went to school here in, in beautiful Arkansas public schools, and he lives in Nashville where he is a singer songwriter. This weekend at the Opening Bell Coffee in Dallas, Texas, uh, September 4th, which is Friday at 8 p.m., he will be performing with Dave and Kate. If cool. you want to hear some great singer-songwriter stuff, then you need to definitely go out and hear Nick Flora. Anyway, back to our, our intro. Our intro was taken from uh, one of his songs, and uh, we're about to play that song. And the, the song is called uh, The Presence of Greatness, and I thought that was fitting to use as our intro. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. The Presence of Greatness. So, hey, here's Nick Flora with The Presence of Greatness. Well, I got something to say, something that will blow your mind. The moment I hit the stage, I'm sure you felt it inside You know my knack for hyperbole This song might make you fall in love with me It's happened before, so sit back and know that This bomb is set to explode I'm like a shark attack With t-shirts in the back have been changed It's getting hard to keep track with all the records I've made There's something to be said for humility But that's got more to do with you than it does with me So sit back and react Cause this you ain't never seen You might be surprised to see just what 
Nick Flora on Edgy Tech Guys Radio. Well, welcome back. Now you see where we picked that song. That's a really, really great song. We uh, we enjoy it, and we enjoy the 30 seconds of intro that it provides an outro yeah. every week. Very uh, cool. So, yeah, that was Nick Flora. He'll be at the Opening Bell Coffee in Dallas, Texas, this Friday, September 4th at 8 p.m. with Dave and Kate. I don't know Dave and Kate. I don't know I'm Dave sure and they're Kate. they're very nice people and excellent musicians uh, to boot. So I'm sure that it's a it's it's wonderful. <laughs> a really good shoe. Yeah. So hey, listen, follow us on Twitter at Edutech Guys. You can follow myself at J Madlock, or you can follow David at David in Ark. That's D A V I D I N A R K, which would mean it was David in Arkansas. Also hit us up on the website www.edutechguys.com. Go to the bottom. There's a comment section. Please drop us uh, uh, something, anything. Please, people, please, please drop <laughs> us something. Don't, don't beg. Don't yeah, beg. <laughs> it's terrible. It's 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 okay, don't do it. That's not becoming. Don't. Whatever you do, don't you leave us a comment. <laughs> so uh, hey, we're having a good time here in the studio today. It is Wednesday the 13th. What is happening? I know it's, 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 we've gotten a little silly. Um, I'm I'm hoping Greg's sleeping through this because he will. He's Oh, wait, I just got a message from Greg. Oh, he's resigned. He won't. Greg will not be <laughs> In fact, he, he's quit everything. He's gone. No. I'm sure Greg's sleeping off uh, whatever illness he has because he's not feeling out of the air. We miss you, Greg, if you're out there. I'm sorry that you don't feel good today, but uh, get better. So I'm um, uh, going to drop this back to David. He has a really great, uh, interesting, well, peculiar. Uh, peculiar, uh, I think, is the uh, concerning yeah, our really favorite, our favorite operating system, <laughs> Windows well, XP. Well, you know, it's not a show if Jeff can't bash some Windows. I don't bash Windows. Uh, well, okay, you don't. You, all right. Anyway, stinking Windows. Stinking. <laughs> uh, no, uh, um, I was uh, leafing through um, one of the uh, trade magazines uh, that I get, and there's an article in there about Windows XP. And, and the, the, the title of this particular article is Windows XP, the operating system that just won't die. And it's weird. In the trade magazine, Ford Fairlane to the 50s. That's a song. <laughs> I'm just being silly. I, I just, I, I guess, I and mean. it's true, it won't die. Well, now I have, I will be the first to admit, I have some Windows XP machines that are still floating around. I know. And the, the reason that, that they are is because they are generally uh, standalone student computers that aren't doing anything other than, like, showing stuff on an interactive whiteboard. Oh, I mean, really. really. So, I mean, okay, yes, they need to be upgraded, but, but you know, upgrading takes money. And hey, you remember so, that time you know. that, that, that uh, presentation XP it got a virus and infected the whole <laughs> network? I'm just being, I'm being. You know, David, okay. David, <laughs> but, so, so, but here's the thing. What, what really stood out in this article to me was the fact that the U.S. Navy has signed a $9.1 million contract with Microsoft so that Microsoft will support XP for it the next two years. So so we're talking, you know. Wait, is that just for the Navy or for everybody? Because <laughs> if it was for everybody, <laughs> it was then for it's everybody. a bargain. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is just the Navy. And what would be, what would be fun would be to know – uh, well, it does say here that it is for 100,000 mission-critical systems. Get that. The oh, Navy 100, has 100,000 Windows XP Logging machines. Logging Novell. In <laughs> well, actually, that's probably not they far are, from the truth. The Navy You're right. Novell. You're right. Mission-critical. They're saying that all 100,000 of these are mission-critical. Well, that's fun. And, you know, 
so they are not only mission critical, but they're still running Windows XP. And they're paying in order to keep the support for an operating system that is supposed to be long dead and gone. That's wild. So, well, yes, that is this. But you're talking about 100,000. Right. That would, I mean, it, it, it harkens back to the day of the $200,000 hammer. Remember? Yes, remember? yes, yes. I mean, you know, it, it's better than than the Navy going to the Senate or Congress and saying, okay, listen, we're going to need $182 trillion to replace 100000 Right, well. Because that's what, they, you know, then it would be, hey, did you hear about the $65,000 Windows 10 touchscreen or right. laptop or, you know, whatever right. it is? Right, exactly. And um, I, as I was kind of doing some more research on this, that was the exact point that somebody else had made. It was. That, you know, hey, there you go. Applause for Jeff. No, but the, but the point was that it is a whole lot easier to go to Congress to say, hey, we need $9 million in order to continue support on a legacy system we already have in place versus $9 billion to actually replace all the equipment. And so that's, you know, that is definitely part of it, which is, you know, pretty unfortunate, really, that, that that's the, the, the mentality that, you know, they kind of have to have. I mean, there's not really a way around that at this point other than to say okay well we can either ask for nine million dollars to support xp or nine billion dollars or whatever it would cost to replace everything right so along those same lines i'm very curious how many school districts are still running xp with with a pretty high proliferation right Again, I've got a couple of Windows XP machines. They're one-offs, all right? So out of out of all of the equipment I have, there's a handful, relatively speaking, of Windows XP machines. Okay, so I, I'm curious how many districts might be still running Windows XP in an expanded capacity. What if it's 40% of your install base? What if it's 60% of your install base you're still running Windows XP? For partly the same reason, although you're not paying out $9 million to, to have Microsoft support it, it's just we don't have the money to replace the equipment. Oh, and, and that makes sense. And, and you know, as you say that about XP, I actually have some teachers that, you know, last year we were limping through some a handful of XPs that mm -hmm. were still attached to some smart boards and, you know, things like that. Sure. And, um, you know, I know hardcore techs, hardcore programmers out there, coders, mm -hmm. that still use XP. Yeah. They just like, nah, I need it. This is all I need. Yeah. Give me XP and text edit and I'm a good camper. So, you know. But yeah, XP and some people will say, Oh, that's the last great operating system that Microsoft made. Well, and and, and that's easy to say right now. Well, I don't know if it's easy to say, but anyway, I mean you can, it, it's something that can definitely be said right now just because I mean look what <laughs> look what has followed Windows XP. You know, uh, you know, what do we have? Vista? Oh, oh, oh yeah. help us. You know, uh, we had uh, seven, which was a nice upgrade. But even that is now nearing end of life. You know, once 10 rolls out and Microsoft finally, you know, decides to put the kibosh on seven. Although I do think I remember something about Windows 7 being supported through 2021, maybe? Oh, probably so. That's not, I think that sounded right. Well, you know, it, it's uh, we tried to drop XP in 2000. And, well, sorry, XP wasn't released until 2000. Uh, right, <laughs> I know. I, but, you know, it's funny. Um, <laughs> Windows 2000 yeah. was, you know, it just didn't have all the pretties on it. Mm -hmm. And that's what X, that's what Microsoft was trying to, you know, get out. 
Right. Like Windows 2000, what a solid architecture, which yeah. was based yeah. on their server architecture. Right. You know, yeah. and then XP came out, and, you know, once they got through Service Pack 4, build 78,000, then it, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was great, you know, right. once you got all the service packs on it. Well, and I think that's one of the things that people forget about really any any time there's a major release of an operating system. But in particular, that's one of the things I think people forget about Windows XP. You know, people forget that when Windows XP first came out, it was a freaking nightmare. Drivers were oh. a mess. You couldn't, you know, it, it didn't well, behave correctly. And right, you know, you know some of us remember. Uh, but a lot of folks don't. You know, you know, after whatever, 15, 20 years, you know, okay, so what, 14 years. You know, Windows XP... After again, like you said, you know, after Service Pack Four, Build Nine Billion, it, yeah, it was stable. It was great. Hey, what you know, we're rocking along. You were thinking in XP years. XP years. That's right. <laughs> Is that like dog years? Microsoft Windows years. That's right. In Windows 47 years. Forty-seven years ago. Yeah, that's right. right. Install Windows Seven. That's right. But you know, it's funny how many people panicked with Vista, and how much Microsoft reverted itself with Windows Seven. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's Windows Seven is is a good. Fairly stable operating. System. Yeah, I, that's I, I'm I'm actually running seven here. Yeah. Um, some of our machines are running. That's what we run. Yeah, you know, and and some some of the machines I have here are running. Uh, some of them are eight because they haven't quite rolled up to eight one yet, just in in terms of, of updates. But most of them that are running anything current are running uh, eight point one. So I've got seven and eight point one, and I'm not looking forward to rolling out ten to be perfectly frank about it. <laughs> I'm not. I, you frank? know. No, I'm I mean, Surely. Yeah, I agree. Frank and Shirley. You know, that's a uh, – but so I, I think it's great. Well, so now I guess – so having said all that and discussed all that good stuff, um, if you're still running XP out there, uh, your administration, your superintendent, uh, your employer, if you're working in the business world, gives you a hard time just say, hey, the Navy's still using it. <laughs> so, and those jokers got a rail gun. In so, the Navy, <laughs> we are running Windows XP Let, let's in remember, the Navy. Right now – on submarines, somewhere on the face of this planet, there are large nuclear missiles being controlled by Windows XP. So we we should end right there. <laughs> so if anybody gives you a hard time about Windows XP, you say hey, if it's good enough to control half the nuclear arsenal on the face of this planet, then it's good enough to work in this lab for typing. <laughs> that's right. Don't let them give exactly. you a hard time. That, if you, if they right. do, you tell them you to. Look up Jeff on Twitter at jmadlock or hit the edutech guys at www.edutechguys.com. That's called the segue. <laughs> Instant segue. That's called getting out of there fast. That was quick, wasn't it? Yeah. Hey, hit us up on the web www.edutechguys.com. Go to the bottom of the page. You'll see comment section. Blogs are on the left hand side. Uh, former periscopes are on the right-hand side with the Twitter feed. And down the middle, you'll find some really great stuff, including show notes. And that's some really great stuff, show notes. And a link to Mixler.com. want to give them a shout-out. Thanks to Mixler for letting us host our stuff there, uh, even though we do pay them. So, uh, <laughs> But it is a great is operating letting system. letting us do it, it is a great system and service uh, if you want to broadcast on the Internet. That's how you're listening to us right now. So I tell you what we're gonna do is I'm um, gonna well I think we wrap this bad boy up. Okay, that sound good. Hey, Works it's a short show today, but you know. Th- so Greg, if you're listening, you give us an extra nine minutes, brother, every day, every week. You every give week. us every week. Extra you give us nine, nine minutes. minutes. So uh, hey, catch us next week. Uh, we will have a guest on the show. Watch the um, Twitter feed for the guests and watch yeah. our Facebook page. Oh, Facebook page. We don't we never talk about the Facebook. No, we page. don't. You know what? Let's talk about the Facebook. Let's talk page. about the, We have a Facebook page. 
Okay. Okay. So there was, the, there was, the, there was us talking about the Facebook page. So yeah, you can you can check us out on da, Facebook. Da, 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 it's Edutech guys. So if yeah, you're looking yeah. for us, search us out. And it, it's pretty nice. It's some of the same stuff you'll see on uh, their Twitter feed. Every time we post a blog article, it does go to Facebook and Twitter. So you can read the blogs. There's some great stuff out there. And uh, don't forget, uh, if you would like to be a guest or you know of someone who you'd like us to feature on the show, by all means, um, have them reach out to us. Uh, go to edutechguys.com, scroll to the bottom, fill out the form, let us know who it is, how to contact them, and uh, we'll be happy to do that. Likewise, if you are a uh, musician songwriter and you, you're doing your own original stuff, uh, reach out to us, and uh, you could be our featured artist of the week. Definitely. Hey, I want to give one more shout-out. Um, I wrote a quick blog article last week on the new uh, event coordinator online, web-based, uh, Group Team. And um, it's, it's their article on the website. Check them out, Group Team, G-R-O-U-P-T-I-N-G.com. Um, really neat, uh, really cool stuff. If you have a lot of parents... Or an organization where the kids, uh, parents get together and bring things, you know, for mm -hmm. that. It, I highly recommend you take a look at that. Courting and events using group team. Hey, you've been listening to radio.edutechguys.com. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We want to give a thank you to Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools for making this happen. And uh, join us uh, next time. Thanks for listening. You better, Greg. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site, this program, to those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet Tier 1 standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.